That is absolutely not true. You're doing it. You're going to have true, gentlemen. So I don't. I don't know how I'm supposed to try and make a regular show after what we all witnessed last night. It was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. That was the worst debate I have ever seen. In fact, it wasn't even a debate. It was a disgrace. I. We'll talk about who won the debate, who lost the debate, but I can tell you one thing for sure. The American people lost tonight because that was horrific. The American people lost last night. I I greatly agree with that. I've seen people on the left, right, down the middle say something very similar to what Jake Tapper just said there. But it is then massively important to point out why that was the case. Otherwise, you both sidesify and lose the point of what we all witnessed last night. The current president of the United States, Donald Trump, created that disgusting train wreck. You know, going into the night, I knew there were a number of things that Donald Trump was going to do, and then some things happened that I definitely did not expect. First up, you have the Gish Gallop, which I have only seen President Trump do this. I didn't know it had a name. But yeah, for those unfamiliar, it is a debate technique that involves overwhelming your opponent with as many arguments as possible with no regard for the accuracy, validity, or relevance of those arguments. And among other things, this includes generalized and unsubstantiated claims that are difficult to refute, anecdotal statements with little to no value, intentional or unintentional misrepresentation of truthful facts, and outright lies. Or to oversimplify it, the Donald Trump strategy that we have seen time and time again, Lie, lie a lot, lie about everything. You lie so much, it is a fire hose. With the goal being to overwhelm, to make it impossible to refute and fact check everything in real time. And when implemented throughout a 90 minute debate, you make it almost impossible post debate for people to properly fact check and get the information out to people. And this for three reasons. One, you have fact checkers maybe just focusing on one or two or three key issues, thus allowing all the other lies to live. Two, you do have fact checkers that try to fact check every single lie, make it into one big piece for you to consume, but because there are so many things and it requires depth to fully understand why certain lies are so important, it's hard to make it consumable to an audience. And three, you have fact checkers that try to fact check everything while making it super consumable, but often there they're not able to provide the depth and context. So I knew that was going to happen, but then in addition to that, the other big strategy appeared to be interrupt, interrupt, interrupt. Almost the entire night, anytime that Joe Biden was speaking, he was refuting something, he was fact checking something, interruption from Trump. In fact, it happened so much, it resulted in moments like these. Because the question is, the New question Supreme is, the radical question, left, will you shut who is your, up, man? Absolutely Folks, do you have any idea what this clown's doing to get the final word, mister? Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Which, by the way, this morning I saw Brian Kilmeade on Fox and Friends clutching his pearls. He was like, Biden called Trump names. And if you're going to say that President Trump was rude, uh, there was only one person who uh, called the other one a clown, a racist, uh, the worst president ever, and told to shut up. And that was Joe Biden on Donald Trump. Well, Brian, if the clown shoe fits, I don't know what to say to you. Also, from here, I wanna use Brian and actually what he said right after that clip as a way to transition to a moment that I did not expect. But Donald Trump blew the biggest layup in the history of debates by saying not condemning white supremacists. I don't know if he didn't hear it, but he's gotta clarify that right away. That's like, are you against evil? Um, why the president didn't just uh, knock it out of the park, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's super peculiar, Brian. So regarding what Brian's talking about there, let's play that clip. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them 
What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and right you like me to white supremacists and right proud boys. White supremacists and right proud boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing problem. His this is a left-wing This is a left-wing problem. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not militia. That's what oh, his really? it's an FBI idea. His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then, you know what? No, no, There's right, so three key things there. One, I included the end of the clip because I've seen a lot of people falsely saying that Biden said something when he was, in fact, quoting the FBI director that Trump put in place. And I will say that a uh, majority of the um, domestic terrorism uh, cases that we've investigated uh, are motivated by some version of what you might call white supremacist violence, but it includes other things as well. We look at Antifa as more of an ideology or a movement than an organization. Two, when asked by Wallace multiple times if he was willing to condemn white supremacy in our militias, he said, sure, but most of the problems I see come from the left. And then when actually given the opportunity to condemn and call for the standing down of these groups, he instead replied to Biden's suggestion that the Proud Boys, a far right group that has endorsed violence, he doesn't even do either of these things. Instead, he just tells them to stand back and stand by. Which to you, if that sounds like an endorsement, a hey boys, get ready. Yeah, that's how the group took it too. Celebrating the shout out, adopting the words, stand back and stand by. And this is something that Trump or the people around him are gonna say, oh no, he misspoke, but how many times does he need to show you who he is? Also, something important to note with Donald Trump is it's never just one thing. He says this about the Proud Boys, and then in addition, he calls for his followers to go to the polls to watch. You know, definitely not a voter intimidation tactic. You know, it's just on the line enough so he can say that it's not intimidation. And then of course, you pair that with him calling mail-in voting a fraud, casting doubt, trying to claim that this election will be illegitimate just in case he loses. And with that, also refusing to accept the results of the election. You pair just those four things together, and that is a horrifying picture, and that's not even taking into account everything that happened. I say this as someone that unfortunately in the past made false equivalencies when it came to Donald Trump and some other thing. I say this as someone that unfortunately in the past incorrectly both sidesified stories. This is not an equal sides, ah, two equal evils, flip a coin situation. This election isn't just Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. It is not just Donald Trump versus decency and some sort of normal life. It is Donald Trump versus democracy. It is a genuinely horrifying situation that is intended. If you are not a Trump voter, you are an independent, you're someone on the fence, you're you're definitely gonna vote for Biden. It is meant to make you feel emotionally exhausted, like things are hopeless, why should I try? It's meant to make you feel like you need to disengage. But, like I said yesterday, the reason he and his enablers are trying so hard is because you, at the end of the day, have the power. You have the power to register to vote if you are not already registered. You have the power to vote either right now in some states or later as we get closer to November 3rd. Do it as early early as possible in your state. Make sure that you do everything correctly while you're filling in your votes. It may be inconvenient, it may be uncomfortable, but the alternative is far worse. Yeah, that is essentially where I'm ending today's show. It, it didn't feel right to try and make a normal show and get the sponsor in and blah, blah, blah. We're living in a genuinely insane situation and every now and then you kinda just have to have that shape. That said, as far as after what we witnessed last night, if there are going to still be the other debates, if there are going to be changes. As I was finishing up this video, we had the Commission on Presidential Debates announce that they plan to implement changes to the rules for the remaining debates. Saying in a statement, last night's debate made clear that additional structures should be added to the format of the remaining debates to ensure a more orderly discussion of the issues and saying that they plan to announce the additional rules soon. So I guess we'll see if that works, but yeah, that's the end of this video. My name is Philip DeFranco. I love your faces and I hope your harder today leads to a better tomorrow.